Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yeah. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. These employees that are always wanting, a, you know, a pat on the back, I don't have time for it. You think people are running by me telling me what a good job I'm doing on this show? Hi-ho, hi-ho. Jeff Lutz. Never. And there's a reason for it. You're not doing that good of a job. Oh, shocking monsters. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Listen to this if you can. Welcome back. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff show on KFH radio. If you didn't hear the first hour, we invite you to do so on the Odyssey app. Or you can go to KFHradio.com and hear our interview with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. Today, the college football playoff board of managers unanimously approves a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions uh, inclusion into the expanded 12-team field this fall, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams, according to the college football committee. I feel bad for that fifth team. They're going to get their doors blown off every year. Why do you say that? Maybe like Liberty against Oregon or something like that. I'll give them a shot. I'll give them a shot, but uh, they're going to get hammered. Well, they, but they deserve it. They, de- they deserve a chance, those absolutely. Those conferences deserve a spot. But I'm saying if you're expecting. What you're, what you're not saying is that they shouldn't be including. No, I'm saying if you're expecting a Cinderella story to come out of this, you're going to be waiting a while. Well, you never know. You never know. What if uh, out of the American uh, there, there comes a. a, a a team that can uh, a Cincinnati type from well, a few years ago. Moments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, put them up against like Wisconsin. I don't even know who a twelve would be. Who would it have been this year? Probably like someone from the. I don't know who it Big would be. Twelve or but SEC. You, you know, you could have a South Florida, a, a Tulane, a SMU going to the ACC, so they won't qualify. Uh, but you could you could have somebody like that potentially. Uh, We'll see. You know, Liberty got got annihilated this year. Yes. Uh, out of the Conference USA. Uh, you, what about the Mountain West? What about a Boise State? Uh, there's been years where Boise State could go toe-to-toe with anybody. Yeah, I agree. There have been, and I would like to see a program get back to a level like that, but we've seen it uh, more recently. At Cincinnati, they played okay against Alabama. Uh, couldn't really hang with them, though, offensively. Well, I'd keep an eye on the Mountain West. That will be uh, the conference that, in my opinion, uh, kind of fills that number five slot 
in a lot of over years. Over the American, over Conference I USA. I think the American has a shot. Conference USA has been uh, watered down. I th- I, but I, I'm, I'm interested in that. I like that. And then you've got the seven highest-ranked teams uh, in Division One, And that will most right. likely be uh, a lot of SEC squad. There's not going to be another group of five team in that or group of six no, or whatever not, it's maybe gonna. not every year but occasionally never you never know no that will uh, how much would you like to bet in the next 10 years none okay i'll i'll be 79 and you can bring that money to me at uh either uh what's, what's the place out east called <laughs> uh I don't know. Well, I had a good joke. Oh, I did too, but I again not going to say well, that. You could, one. Oh, well, I'll bring it to your grave. Is that what you I said? I'll, was that what I'll, you were going to say? I'll lay it down with some flowers. That's and, what you were going to say. Yeah. Do you know how distraught you're going to be when that day comes? How distraught? No, you know. I'm not going to. I'm not looking forward to it. No, so I can say that. You know. You know in your mind what'll happen. Much as I know what'll happen to me on the day that. Uh, my lo- my lovely dog Misty. I know it sucks. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll be able to function. My and that's, buddy Nettie Harris. That's how you feel about me. I'll be able to function. Just say it publicly. I'll probably be able to function. No, say it. I might take a day or two off work. A day or two. Well, that's it. If you I, well, if you hopefully die of whatever natural causes and live you a full and healthy shovel some dirt life. on me and go on. Yeah. Well, if it's natural causes, nothing. With that money that I'll owe you. That you'll owe me. If a team in the next 10 years from the whatever. Well, I hope to be around in 10 years. I hope you are, too. I'm not. uh, Do you notice any fall off at all? I don't know, but I know when it happens, it uh, doesn't. It's not gradual. You know, it's like. So you gradual and then sudden. That's so you expect me mentally to just deteriorate quickly at some point. I don't know. I don't know. Necessarily, I don't have a lot of uh, experience on the brain and aging. I, I mean, well, I'm my some, mother, some my mother, are sharp as a tack at 95. And my mother was as sharp as she could be. Some people lose abilities in their well, 40s you, but and you 50s. You sort of understand. You sort of see it that I've got a hell of a brain here, right? Mm. You'd, you'd, you'd sort of is about as far as I'd go. If somebody asks you point blank. What kind of brain does your dad have? What would your answer be? It's, uh, as far as I know, wrinkly. As far as I know what? Wrinkly. No, no, but, really. But what would you that, say? It's, uh, it's normal. It's a normal there you go. brain. You wouldn't say high level? No, absolutely not. You wouldn't say it's amazing? No. So you just leave it at normal? It's a normal brain. It's not remarkable in any way so whatsoever. I'm just a normal guy. Uh, yeah. Not remarkable in any way. <laughs> exactly. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. What a terrible way to look at your father. Isn't you know, that my how father, you're supposed to? I never considered him to be a normal. As a child, you looked up to him in a way. But no, I, as an adult, as I always as... considered my father to be an incredible man. But it, at, at some point, you become a peer essentially i mean it's i was i never felt like i was a peer of my father peers right now we're literally no, doing you're not a you, job you can you can tell yourself that <laughs> but if anybody's you know the people that run this show like who i've never heard that from them you are 
why are you their mouthpiece all of a sudden? Well, they talk to me all is, the time. Is Tony scared to approach me? He may be. He might. Well, I'm intimidating. Uh, but anyway, I always held my father in the highest of esteem. Well, you have, I have esteem for you. I never got down in the, in a, the mid-range in of a basement and said your brain's wrinkly and or why told people what he made or yeah I never treated him with that kind of, I I always treated him Don't with you the utmost respect. Don't you wish you would have no. had that side of your relationship? No, we had a what great. What kind of stuff did you joke about? Oh, we joked about the Cardinals and you we joked, joked about, about the uh, Cardinals. The night I came home hammered and <laughs> never has a seventy-year-old had more pride. Over coming home drunk well, as a wish, twenty year old. I wish, my, I wish my friend Wayne was around to hear this story, but well, I'm sure he was. It's a funny I'm sure story. He does, is, will be. And my dad was would he didn't treated care. that as he didn't well care. as you could have I mean, I, I don't know that it's he didn't care. He just didn't know what to do. Uh, he just didn't know what to do. Well, I was not an easy I've never been an easy person to manage. Well, I, we I've can never say that. been huh? Yeah, I would agree. Well, I mean, now that's Why the is truth. That? I don't know. I'm I'm hard headed. So am I, but I'm pretty easy to manage. I don't I don't go to work and just uh, cause a bunch of problems. I don't. I never cause any problems. Well, then how are you difficult to manage? I, just, uh, I took care of my thing. I did my own thing, and people trusted me to do it and whatever. And when and when you come home, you had a couple more than you should. Yeah. Hey, what are you taught? Why do you Good grief? Really? Are you not embarrassed by this? A little bit, but okay. you, you are. I am. This is my youth. I what can't are, I can't run and hide from what it. What am I going to talk about when I'm 70? You'll have nothing. I will have nothing. Nothing say happened. That, say that again, Mac. No adventures. The big fella's on hold. Well, let's get to Anthony, the big fella, uh, who is waiting. Hey, Hey, Anthony. I will say this. You you guys crack me up. But, Jeff, come on. You can't say on the air that your dad's brain is wrinkly. You can't say that on the air. <laughs> it is. I mean, by now, what definition. Kind of, what kind of lack of respect is that, Anthony? Man, I, hey, my dad had dementia, and I still held him in the highest esteem. Of Matter course. Of fact, I, was, I was ready to kick my wife at the time then out the house. That's how much say that again. my head. I was ready to kick my wife at the time out the house. We eventually divorced, and I felt like Martin Luther King. Free at last. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you would like to think that Jeff would have a little bit more respect, but uh, listen, this is what it is, and uh, I deal with it, and uh, that's that's life. Right, and 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 I'm, and I'm glad that the majority of the listening audience can appreciate y'all's relationship and the way I. Y'all have that banter on the on the air, and I know you was talking about uh, uh, basketball conferences, but the segment before that, y'all was talking baseball, and I want to pick your brain, Bob, because I know you are the baseball guru. Jeff, Who? you might be as well. You might be as well. Oh, too, but thank you, Anthony. I, I want to I want to take it back to a different direction because I was probably lost on some talk y'all was talking, but I, I did some research, and you know, to be able to put some on a podcast, you better do some research. But there were three women of note who played in a men's league, and I want to know if you remember these names: Tony Stone, Connie uh, Morgan, and Mamie Johnson. 
I think I I think I know of the middle one. Maybe Johnson was a Negro Leagues player. Yeah, I don't think I know yep. of the first and third. All three of them were actually Negro League players. They played for a team called the Clowns, and that team actually had the distinction of being the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Uh, Tony Stone, I think she was the first one that started playing. And it was some interesting side notes when you read into it. And I I was so enthralled by it. I had to do a whole podcast on it. And I also did a segment on the black press that covered the Negro League and how they thrived because that was the only outlet that they had. And it was amazing how they looked at things like, for instance, say if Babe Ruth went 0 for 3, you know, the white writers would say, well, maybe he was sick and wasn't feeling his best, whereas the black writers would say things like, wow, the picture must have really been good. So it was all different perspectives. But some of the comments that the ladies had to go through playing in a men's sport, not only were they not wanted by the white counterpart, but even their male counterparts, the teams that they played for, didn't hold them in the highest esteem to the point to where they had to hear comments like, you need to be home fixing biscuits for your husband. Or like in the case of Tony Stone, she, I think she was playing second base, and they would deliberately put her in a position where she would be in the path of oncoming spikes. So it was a lot of rich history that I've seen on that. And uh, like I say, I podcast it and it was just some history that even I didn't know and maybe other people didn't know. So I just want to share that and see if you knew anything about those three women that actually blazed trails in a male dominated sport. So that's all I had. I just want to kind of break up a little love want to break up the love fest <laughs> y'all had going on and just drop that on you because I figure if anybody, Bob, you would probably know something about it and Jeff maybe you might have read up on it. So just want to give that throw it out there for the listeners so you guys have a great day y'all can continue on all right thank you yeah the indianapolis clowns uh they were playing exhibition games into the 80s uh, but really at that point they had become kind of a sideshow didn't hank aaron play for the indianapolis i I have to look uh but they i know i went to lawrence stadium back in the day in the 60s early 60s, and watch the Indianapolis Clowns play an exhibition game. Uh, I'd love to know exactly when that happened, uh, but I I pretty distinctly remember being there. For Were them. they an all-black team yeah. at that point still? Well, that's cool. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some high school hoops. May South is undefeated, ranked number one in Class 5A. They have campus tonight, an interesting game, senior night at Mays South. Their coach, Joe Jackson, is with us next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Joe Jackson joins us from May South. Uh, they are 18-0. and 0. They haven't lost the game. Joe, how you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for having us on today. How, how are you guys today? Oh, we're, you know, we're doing okay. So you, co- you can coach a long time and uh, not have a season like you're having. Uh, and I know you take this all very seriously. You love your profession. How, uh, how important is it for you to take a moment and relish this opportunity to coach a group of players like this and to have the success you're having? Well, that's a great question, Bob. I actually uh, was just talking last night. Uh, we'd had some media out at practice last night, and, and I actually was talking to our, our assistant coaches and our coaching staff about this. But, you know, I've been been really, really fortunate to coach a lot of good players over my time at, at Wichita East and, and learn from some phenomenal coaches, Ron Allen and Keith Riley, and, and – you know, to have another special season like we're having, you know, right now, these don't, these don't come around all the time. And I, I was probably as guilty as anybody, you know, uh, a couple of those really good seasons we had when I was at East. You know, I, I love our kids. I enjoyed the heck out of our kids. But, like, truly enjoying the moment and enjoying the success, I probably didn't do a very good job of because, you know, you're always kind of trying to prepare for the next game and everything else. And, and uh, so one of the things I've really tried to do this year is, is – you know, our, our assistant coaches have taken on a, a, a huge role in, in our scouting and, and even, you know, uh, you know, coaching drills and practice and things of that nature. And I've truly tried to be more present with our guys and just to try to enjoy the moment a little bit more than maybe what I've done in the past. And so that's been, uh, it's, that's been a great opportunity. And we've got such a special group of guys. It's just been a, it's been, it's been a lot of fun this year. But, you know, we're, we're, we're happy with how it's going, but we're not satisfied, if that makes sense. So at what point does the possibility of finishing undefeated become so real that you either have to really embrace it or try to avoid it? And which one of those uh, uh, philosophies have you uh, kind of gone under? Well, you know, I, I, you hear people say all the time that, you know, maybe maybe taking a loss isn't the worst thing in the world and, and everything else, and it kind of gets you refocused and you know, in, in 2015 at East, you know, we had ran through the league uh, almost entirely undefeated. We, I think we were in game 19, and we'd already had, you know, the league won it outright and everything. We could have dropped the last two games and still won the league outright. And we lost uh, just before the buzzer to high tights hit a shot with just a couple seconds left. Uh, we, we'd actually been down. We'd hit a shot to take the lead, and, and uh, they came back and, and got us. And it definitely did get us refocused that year, but I've never been one to say that, that – you know, a loss is good for a team or anything. I, I can tell you it definitely got us refocused. And with them, you know, that helped us kind of get everything fine-tuned to make that run in the state. Uh, you know, right now I feel like hopefully, you know, we got a little wake-up call with with Derby the other night. Coach Flory had his guys competing their tails off. And, and uh, we were down five with a minute to go uh, 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 Friday night and, and uh, you know, found a way to put it in overtime. And we got the win in overtime. And hopefully that was our wake-up call. Hopefully we can do that without – actually taking a loss you know we'll see we'll see how that goes and 
you know, people talk about the pressure. Honestly, you know, we're just trying to be focused on the moment and, and everything else. And I'm not worried about, you know, people talking about going undefeated or whatnot. We're just, we're coming out trying to, tr- trying to bring our best every night. And, and uh, you know, I think we're going to have our hands full tonight. You know, campus uh, is super talented and they've got, they've got two guys that could play for anybody, you know, in the state. And, and uh, it, it, you know, we're going to have our hands full tonight. So, it's, it's, that's the great thing about having a, a tough league right now is, is you've got to be ready to go every single night. And so, it, it, you know, we're just focused on what's in front of us right now. And, and uh, you, know, you know, we'll see how the pieces fall, you know, in the end. Senior night for May South. They have campus, as uh, Joe Jackson mentioned, and then finish the regular season Friday at Salina South. Substates next week. And then uh, we got the state tournament right on us. So, you mentioned, Joe, that uh, uh, the pressure of going undefeated may not really be that uh, present. But the pressure, you, no team can play its best every night. I don't care how well coached, how much talent. And getting through some of those things is really can be a challenge. How have you managed to do that? Well, you know, I think uh, just we try to set realistic expectations. And I heard uh, – I think I heard that first from from Coach Self at a clinic at KU years ago, but I think even you know Coach Marshall spoke about that years ago at WSU, and and you know I think there's always going to be you know a couple of games a year when when you you know probably are are fulfilling your potential, you're you know you're playing maybe even a little bit above your ability level. Uh, there's going to be a couple of games a year where you're probably you know below your ability level, and there's going to be a whole lot that you're going to be about where you're at, and so we kind of tried to, to take that mindset and that approach. And, and there's been a couple games we've been really, really good. And, and there's been a couple games I felt like, you know, we, we didn't perform very well. And, and uh, you know, we'll have some, some pretty intense film sessions the next day after that to try to get guys refocused and, and, and back on track. And, uh, you know, that, that's sort of been our mindset and our approach. You know, I think you just have to have realistic expectations and know, you know, it, it, it by default, I mean, it's, nobody's ever going to play a quote-unquote perfect game. And so, you know, we want to get to as close to that as we can, but but we try to have realistic expectations, uh, you know, and, and we try to be our best and, and practice every day and, and, and practice at a high level, and hopefully we experience a lot of carryover into the game. You talked about uh, the game against Derby on Friday, which uh, went to overtime. You pulled that one out. What uh, What made that game challenging uh, and you talked also about, you know, trying to get guys refocused when, when maybe you, you haven't played your best. Does that message even get through when, when it's after a win? Well, you know, I think, uh, I, I honestly think, uh, I, I don't think it would get through to necessarily every single team, but we are so senior heavy and, and it's just such a blessing as a coach to have, you know, great players and great assistants. And literally we, we come in and our guys are so mature. I mean, it, it, we, they recognize when they're when they're not doing what they're supposed to be and everything else and, and we've got a lot of accountability and, and guys you know take some ownership in that and so you know with this team I, I think maybe that is a little bit unique to a lot of teams but but uh, I feel like you know just the, the, the experience we have the maturity that we have and everything else it's been uh, you know it's been been it's made it easier to have authentic conversations that actually you know our, our guys are receptive to so it it you know, probably been very fortunate to have a, a mature group like we have that has, has taken coaching as well as they have. And, and uh, you know, it's, this has been an easy group to get refocused. Joe Jackson from May South, our guest, uh, May South at home tonight against campus. You mentioned your senior-laden team, and it is. 
it's got a perfect blend, at least uh, in my eyes. You've got uh, size. You've got good shooters. You have outstanding floor leadership. Michael Cates, one of the best players in the state of Kansas. It's just kind of all fit together here. Uh, would you agree with that, that, that as I kind of started the interview? You don't get teams like this very often in your coaching career, and this is kind of the the right team at the right place. Oh, no question, Bob. And it, it you know, by no means is it going to be uh, a surefire thing that we're going to win a state championship. You know, we've done this for for several years now, and and uh, it's it's uh, you know it, everything has to be just perfect for a team to win it all. And and but but overall, you know, I definitely think we have the pieces to do that. There's some other really, really good teams, you know, uh, in, in the state and even in the area. You know, Capen and 5A is absolutely loaded. And, and uh, you know, hopefully if we're fortunate enough to, to qualify for the state tournament, maybe we get a chance to match up with them. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll let the pieces fall where they may. But they're obviously well coached and extremely talented. There's some, some really, you know, really talented teams on the east end of the state as well. And so, you know, that's just, that's just one of those things. You know, this is definitely a special group. Uh, it's, it's the biggest team size-wise that I've, I've ever had, uh, you know, out of all the years at East and, and everything else. This is the most size we've ever had. Um, you know, we've got three kids that are going to be going to college to play college basketball. We've got three kids that, that uh, held Division One football offers. Two of them are going to go Division One. One's going to go to a junior college and we had a, uh, a fourth kid that has a, had a Division II uh, football scholarship as well, and he's going to go to the military. And so we've got just a lot of, a lot of great pieces. We've got a six, seven sophomore that's coming in that has just been soaking up everything we've been doing. And, and so, it, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's definitely been a luxury as a coach. I mean, to have the size we have, to have the skill we have, to have the leadership that we've had. And, and so, you know, it, it – you know, by no means is everything perfect, but, but this is just definitely a special group, and, and we're just trying to make the most of it. i got to turn my mic on. So you got a girls' uh, team also that uh, only has one loss, which they just avenged to Derby. Uh, in, I think they won by double digits on Friday. So how much, is, how much fun has it been just to be a whole part of that where basketball uh, is thriving in multiple ways at May South? Oh, you know, no question. Coach Hamilton, you know, is, is I give him a hard time telling him he's a legend all the time. His dad's definitely a legend and his dad's on his staff and everything. But, but, uh, you know, it, it, he's a, he's a great friend. And we, we've actually talked, uh, you know, on a few occasions about how special that would be for both of our programs to be able to qualify for the state tournament at the same time, you know, and everything. And that's, that's hard to do. You know, it, it, it it's rare that, that, you know, schools get both their boys and girls programs, you know, the state, you know, and especially do it, to do it consistently. And so hopefully we're going to have an opportunity to get that done this year. You know, things still have to have to go the right way and you're going to have to win a couple of games at Substate and, and uh, you know, you're going to have to play well to do it. But, but um, you know, Coach Hamilton does a phenomenal job with, with, with his program and they, they work, they work, you know, around the clock, you know, he's, He's, I'll, I'll get text messages from him at, at one or two in the morning, you know, and he's up breaking down film and, and getting after it. And so it, it uh, you know, he, he, he works so hard. His staff works really hard and it's just been, it's been, it's been awesome, you know, to have a friend in the building that is that dedicated and, and like-minded and, and uh, they're also experiencing the, you know, the, the same type of success. Well, we appreciate it, Joe. Good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the way. This is when it really gets interesting uh, you have campus tonight. You mentioned Capen. If I don't get to see that May South Capen game, I'm going to ask for my money back. 
<laughs> well, that that uh, that sounds good, Bob. We we uh, we appreciate you guys having us on. We hope we hope we can make that happen. Coach X, obviously, you know, a legend uh, himself, and and we we you know we're gonna have to to play well to get to that point. But but that's that's definitely the goal. So, Bob, Jeff, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Take care, Joe. Talk to you soon. You got, we'll see you guys. Yeah, take care. Joe Jackson, the head boys basketball coach at May South. You know, as the crow flies, oh, God. I could get over to May South in 10 minutes. Yep. I could hop on a crow. But the big ditch. A lot of places you could get to You're aware that the big minutes. ditch is in the way. So I kind of have to. Get to Rock Road in 10 minutes. I mean. Have to maneuver around a little bit. Yeah, I understand. I know how roads work to some degree. Well, I think it's interesting. Sure. That where I live is. Kind of in that Mays South, Wichita Northwest, Wichita North. That's kind of the three schools that are closest to me. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Joe Lenardi, with his latest bracketology, two schools from the American, Florida Atlantic and South Florida, of all teams. Yeah, well, South. What a job they've done. South Florida has done a great job, but I'll just note that uh, South Florida is only in his bracket because as of now, they are the automatic right. qualifier. But that's that's a hell of a job they've done. Unbelievable job. Uh, Charlotte's done a great – those teams were picked near the bottom. Yeah, both here they are fighting first-year coaches too. Good stuff. Uh, he's got nine from the Big 12. Houston is a one seed. Kansas is a two. Iowa State and Baylor is three seeds. Texas Tech, BYU is six seeds. Texas and Oklahoma is eight seeds, and TCU is a nine seed. TCU is barely hanging on. Nine schools from the SEC. Five uh, from the Big East. Six from the Mountain West. Having a great year. Isn't that something? Can I try to name them? No, I can't. Well, you won't ever. You'll never get it right. San Diego State. Well, no, hold on. That's don't, all don't I got. Get, I think that's all I got. Well, that's you don't know the teams in the Mountain West? I don't know. I don't well, think here, so. Well, here, I'll name them. And I'm not even looking. You're looking right now. No, I'm looking at the West Coast Conference. You ready? Colorado State. Colorado State. That's pretty San good. San Diego State. New Mexico. Um, Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it gets tough. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Is there a Utah team Nevada. out there? Nevada. Yeah, you sure? I'm pretty sure. I you know I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, but they've had a good year. Oh, Boise State and Utah State. I was going to say Nevada's not State. not a team that would get into the tournament, although they're twenty and six. Uh, you could make a strong case for six teams out of that comp. Well, that's what they have, right? Uh, Boise State would be. On the bubble, boy, that what a what a knockdown drag them out conference. San Diego State is nine and four in the conference, as well as Utah State and Boise State. Uh, they just knock each other off. Yeah, that's on that upper tier. Exactly, and some conferences knock each other off because everybody's good. And some ch- conferences knock each other well, off. This because is because everybody's ev- pretty good. Right. And be- sometimes it's because everybody's mediocre. Well, this isn't that. Like kind of the American. I don't, you know, the top of the American's better than I thought it would be. They still got a lot of work to do in the bottom of the conference. 
but the top of the conference, when you're talking about Charlotte, Florida, Atlantic, uh, but Charlotte South and Florida, Charlotte and South Florida are still in the 100s in Kempom. Well, that's ridiculous. I'd give them a break if I were Ken. Because even their conference schedule doesn't help them a ton. Helps them a little occasionally. SMU's up there. SMU's pretty good. UAB's pretty good. I don't know that there's anybody that's great, but there's some pretty good. It's better than I than I thought it might be. Uh, Mark Adams saying it's a sleeping giant. Of course, Mark Adams. Who I love, by the he's way. Gonna, of course. Yeah, we love him. Uh, Mr. Hyperbole, but, but he's the, gonna why say, wouldn't you be? He's going to say that. Of course, hyperbole is well within the realm, right? A lot of people do it. Well, I don't know of any. Sure. But, uh, no, I keep it real. You do? Of course I do. All right, take your word for for that. Of course I'm uh of course I keep it real. Congratulations. That's what everybody says about you. But I like, you know, I like this time of year with college basketball. I have not turned the page to baseball, although I'm looking forward Saturday to the Cardinals. Uh, Grapefruit League opener, which will, yeah, they've got two games actually. One of them's going to be televised, and then Sunday they'll be on the Major League Baseball Network. Uh, I don't think the Guardians have any games on there. Well, they should. Lack of interest. I'll, I'll watch uh, them on Saturday on Bally's and be happy with it. Well, I thought you'd watch the Pacers, but that's that's another story. I don't think they're playing at the same time. Well, but, you I might know. be able to watch both. Oh, interesting game tonight, but a late one. When do the Shockers play this week? They play tomorrow night. Uh, interesting game tonight. A late one, however. Have you watched the game BYU's hosted at the Marriott Center? Not this year. It's a great atmosphere. 19,000 fit into that place. It's impressive. And they've got Baylor tonight at home. In Provo. I can't wait for that What ball do you think game. the population of Provo is? Uh, look it up. I'll I'm get it. To. I'll get within a thousand. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. Provo, Utah, Salt Lake City, of course, the biggest city in Utah. Uh, Provo has a population of eighty-one thousand. Yeah. No. What uh, is it? One hundred fourteen. Well, that's close. <laughs> they had twenty-five thousand move in in the last year or so. That's that's true. And then you've got an interesting game way late. Way late. Uh, San Francisco at St. Mary's. That one tips at 10 o'clock. I won't make it for that one. Same. I'm going to try to watch some of the Baylor-BYU game. Maybe I'll try to watch some of that, too. BYU's an interest, a great addition to the Big 12. They have been. They, they bring an element. They, I like it. Smart, smart decision. By the higher-ups in the Big 12. And then next year when you add Utah, can you imagine those games? Utah and BYU in the same conference? Has that ever happened? I'd have to go back, I think, maybe back in the day, but it hasn't happened certainly in well, recent. Were they in the Mountain West together? No. Baylor, uh, who? BYU and Utah. Utah's never been in the Mountain West. Where, did, where were they before? They were in the Pac-10. They were in the Mountain West. I don't know West. what they were in. It's not my job. Well, we both sound like morons. Hopefully, no, here's, but here's hopefully me less than you. You add Arizona uh, to this mix. You got uh, basketball is going to be unbelievable. Colorado. Mm. Well, they have a guy who might be the number one pick in the draft right now. I like Colorado. 
I like Tad Boyle, uh, but they got I, work I'm not to saying do. they're going to come in and win Big 12 championships, but they're a representative program. Well, sure, they're, they're fine. And Arizona State is fine. But I don't think they're on the level mm-hmm. of Arizona and potentially Utah. And uh, you start adding Arizona into this mix. It's going to be ridiculous. Conference champion will have nine or ten losses. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it won't be too far off. Houston, great addition. Cincinnati's on the way up. I like Cincinnati. Central Florida's done okay, uh, but they're not seen by Lenardi as a as a team that's going to get into the tournament, even though they've won some games. No, yeah, they beat Kansas out for there. crying out loud. You got to stack them. You but can't they just are only one. four and eight. All right, that's it. Tomorrow on the show, Mike Furchis will join us. We'll talk high school basketball with Jordan Crawford. He's the boys coach at Circle High School over in Tawanda. Uh, They'll be with us. We hope you are as well. Have a good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.